At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the nightcap on vsin the sports betting network Hour three here on a Friday evening, or for those on the East Coast, happy Saturday for you. It is the weekend. What is that? What is that uh, thing from uh, Saturday Night Live they put out on Twitter? Every there's a guy on Twitter. All he does is he just puts out, "Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend," and that's uh, that's what we have, Sean. It is. It's the weekend, and Got we week. have one of our favorite guests that always kind of gets me prepared for our hydration session. With uh, Derek Stevens and the guys, because he's like so upbeat. I know he's ready to hit the nightlife in New York. So it, this kind of culminates like the week for me. And I know once we have our next guest on, it's almost time to party. Yeah, that next guest, of course, because it is midnight on the East Coast on a Friday night. It is Jared Smith from PixWise. He joins us on the phone today and. uh Jared, big day for for your city, man. Uh, legalized sports gambling. Finally, uh, DraftKings and a handful of other uh, folks are, are up and running. So what a time to start firing away in the Big Apple. Yeah, we got, what, like a 500 college basketball games uh, for people to choose from tomorrow. And then the NFL and then, of course, college football uh, on Monday culminating in what should be a really fun game. Uh, it is a big day. I've been following this story very closely for the last, I, I want to say, three years. And New Jersey, of course, got across the finish line but very early in the process, probably the first state really to uh, capitalize on it. And that caused a lot of maybe not controversy, but certainly spillover uh, from the New York City area across the Hudson here into New Jersey. And then now it's going to be kind of back and forth because if you want to bet on, let's say, St. John's and you're still living in New York, you can't. If you want to bet on Seton Hall tomorrow, you live in New Jersey, you got to go back across the river. So there's still some nuances to it, but certainly a big day for New York, uh, getting the, uh, the, the mobilized uh, mobile sports wagering finally across the finish line. Well, let's, uh, we just spent a lot of time uh, going back and forth on the national championship. So I want to hold off on that until our, our second segment with you, Jared. Let's talk some NFL. And, uh, you know, we've talked a bit about incentive watch you know, players that uh, could hit some milestones, make some extra cash in their pockets. Uh, you've been on this early on in the week. Um, so what are some of the uh, the player props 
when it comes to incentives that are that are jumping out to you or that people should uh, be aware of? Yeah, the first one that, that was at the top of my card, and I'm still kind of waiting for the right number, is Stephon Diggs. So he's six catches away from $658,000, uh, and he's another 231 receiving yards away uh, from another 658K. I think the yards is probably a bridge too far, but receptions, that's kind of in line with where his number is. And I saw it open at DraftKings, actually five and a half. And I, I didn't even get a chance to bet it. They moved it to six and a half very quickly. Uh, I only saw some tickets floating around the, you know, the Twitterverse at five and a half. I didn't actually see a five and a half out there. But I think eventually some of the other books, they open up the alternate markets. You might be able to pay for a five and a half. But right now that number is a six and a half, probably a tough bet to the over because let's say the Bills are ahead late in the game and they just get him that sixth catch, he might be out and, and Buffalo might stop throwing. So I wouldn't play it at six and a half. I think the books knew what the number was, and they shaded it that way for a reason. Uh, but Buffalo needs to win that game. So I think they're going to be in it early, and I think Stephon's going to be a big part of that game plan. Uh, yeah, we, another move, one. Oh, I was going to say moving to Jacksonville, that Marvin Jones yeah. for receptions. You want to really ingratiate yourself to a locker room, Trevor Lawrence. Go up to Marvin right before the game and say, hey, I know you need four to reach that 500,000 threshold. We're going to get that in the first half. I, I think that's another great one, too. Um, I, I saw for the Texans, Rex Burkhead's number was interesting. I think it was about 104 total yards for a night. Nice, I think it was about 125K for him. But then he re-signed that deal today, you know, the extension. And that kind of, I, I don't know if maybe there was some behind-the-scenes talk about the incentive. Maybe that was wrapped into the extension. I don't know how all that works. I'm not a company contract lawyer, uh, but that was one that certainly stood out to me. Uh, Brady and Rodgers have a couple of incentives hanging around, too, but because of the, the playing time situation with Aaron Rodgers, we don't know how long he's going to go for it, and Brady's actually already in the top four, top five of, of all the categories he needs to be in. That's probably one I would stay away from. Uh, I will direct you to Rob Gronkowski. That is oh, the yeah. one to keep up. Gronk is a guy that you know he's talking to Tom about this. Uh, seven catches for 500K, 95 yards for another 500K, and this one's probably out of reach, but three touchdowns for a third $500,000 escalator. I think the reception uh, and the yards is certainly in play. I saw his receiving yards prop in the mid-60s, which is kind of on average for him, uh, and his reception prop hasn't been released yet. And I'll give you one more, A.J. Green. Um, he is 75 yards away from 250K and another 10 receptions away from another 250K. His receiving yards prop in the mid-50s, again, kind of on average for him, but that's below what the number is. So I think A.J. Green's a, a, a go-to if you could find that prop number somewhere around 54, 55. Yeah, the number you mentioned for Rob Gronkowski, we haven't hit on on the show. Uh, it's down to 65 and a half, so I actually ticked down a yard. Um, you know, I, I know playing time might be a worry, but look, I mean... <laughs> Sean, you know how it is. I mean, no one's pulling for their pockets more than than their teammates. And if Tom Brady's out there with his guy, and last week, remember, even order in order to get to, you know, this to be a reachable goal with seven catches and 85 yards to net a total of a, a million bucks, he had seven catches last week for over 100 yards. He's getting those catches, man. I, I'm telling you, he's getting seven catches. And I know you got to lay a dollar thirty right now at DraftKings on over sixty-five and a half. If you go down and Tom Brady and Gronk don't connect, I, 
that's a bet I'm willing to lose. I, I just feel like he's they're going to do what they need to do to try to get Gronk at least one of those incentives. Especially when you add in that he needs the million and a half because you know he got turned down by USAA for that loan he applied for. <laughs> Gets turned down like every week. It's like a running joke. Pay a lot for You know, Jared, the uh, I, I want to go back to Marvin Jones because, Sean, I think you bring up a good point because, you know, a couple of these guys, right, Stefan Diggs in that six and a half, they are playing for something there in Buffalo. Um, you know, I, you know, at six, if it was five and a half, I'd say play at six and a half gets gets uh, curious. You know, Sean, maybe you could attest to this more being in a locker room, but you mentioned, you know, Marvin Jones, you got to lay a ton of juice. And I know I'm not a big fan. I don't think any of us are saying, you know, go and lay a ton of juice on a bet because if it doesn't come home, you're, you know, you're losing 90 cents on this bet. But Marvin Jones right now is sitting at minus 190 for over three and a half. They, they suck. I mean, they're terrible. They, and, and to your point, Sean, this is a rookie quarterback to get in the good graces of some veterans. His first 10 passes should go to Marvin Jones to ensure that he gets this, this bonus. So even though it's, it's juiced heavily, I, I would do over three and a half. I think he's going to get this easily. I was pulling I up his last, yeah, I was pulling up his last couple games, Jared, and in his last, let's see, seven games, he's caught four more balls in four of them. So, I mean, there's that too. And they're coming off that just hellacious. I mean, I know they've lost a ton of games in a row, but you know, they, to me, they're going to be aggressive uh, in this game. And and it, I think it does speak a lot to Trevor Lawrence. That'll be the big connection there. Cause isn't he, is, is he under contract Marvin next year too? That to me is also uh, part of it. You know, if he's going to be around next year growing with Trevor Lawrence, um, that is one that, you know, slipped through my cracks actually. So thank you for pointing that one out to me because I'm going to go better right now on drafting. <laughs> yeah. And Aaron, Aaron Oster, our producer, just let us know he's under contract next year. So, you know, this is, oh, yeah, you know, that, that, those are the types of teams, guys. And, and I think, you know, when you look at, um, there, there was someone else uh, incentive wise that I had written down that, you know, you're like, I don't know, you know, it, yes, money is important, but, you know, for, for a guy like Marvin Jones, they're 213 and one or whatever, 214 and one, whatever. They're, they're god awful. I mean, go get, go get, make someone happy, you know, on that final game of the season. Uh, if it takes all 60 minutes, he's getting that over. So uh, even though I would you rarely ever recommend laying juice like that at a dollar ninety, he's getting those four catches to get a half a million dollars, barring injury. I mean, that would be the only way uh, to go about it. Hey, Jared, before we uh, wrap up this segment, we've got about, you know, 90 seconds before we hit a break. Uh, is there a game or two that jump out at you on the slate this week and a week 18, such a, a challenging handicap. It is. And I really like the Raiders a lot until I heard some of the news today about Waller and Josh Jacobs being questionable. I would assume both play, but we'll see what their health is. But I, I thought getting three and, you know, a lot of money coming in on the chargers. I think that might get to three and a half, probably not, but it's got a chance to, especially if one of those guys doesn't play. Um, I, I think this Raiders team is playing really tough football right now. And, and maybe it's smoke and mirrors. Maybe it's Derek Carr doing a lot with a little. Uh, but the Chargers have had these moments, uh, you know, 
those big moments this year where they haven't played up to those expectations. And I think laying more than a field goal on the road is probably a, a little too rich for Justin Herbert at this stage of his career. Yeah, I'm fascinated by that game. And I think that that game, Sean, uh, we've talked about it. it it's going to be a rare instance this year where it's it's going to be rocking. I, I think I think Raider fans are going to be geeked up for it. There are no such thing as Charger fans uh, on earth. So, you know, uh, I think, you know, they'll they'll be fired up. So I, I do I do like it a little bit. I'm not crazy about it. I just think it's such a kind of a a crazy week to handicap. Well, Jared Smith, as always, kind enough with his time on a on a Friday night. He will hang out for another segment with us. We'll get into the national championship, Bama and Georgia. He'll break the tie between me and Sean. What side is he on? We'll discuss that next right here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A. with Danielle Alvari, New York, Will the Thrill Hill, Philly, Pittsburgh, and in Washington, D.C., the nation's capital. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast. We keep it rolling along on a Friday evening here on the Nightcap. Sean King over there at the Circus Sportsbook. I am Tim Murray and joined once again by our good friend Jared Smith from PicksWise at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter. So we've gone through the incentive prop slate. We've taken a look a little bit at the board week 18, just being such a a unique uh, challenge, but we get to a national championship, no motivation to worry about. You know, we're all trying to put on our, our psychologist hat right during bowl season. Who's in, who's out, who cares, who doesn't care. Both these teams care. They're both playing for a national championship. Alabama won it last year, trying to make it two in a row. Georgia trying to win theirs first in uh, almost, what, over four decades. Haven't won a title since 1980. Uh, You know, I'll just, we've done so much back and forth, Jared, myself and Sean over the week and and tonight. Uh, I'll just kind of, the floor is yours. Georgia now down to two and a half, a total of 52 and a half. 
What is your breakdown of the national championship? Yeah, well, I think when you first look at this game, obviously the public is clearly uh, favoring Alabama, and and that was uh, <laughs> that was uh, evident from the start. It's been evident throughout the week, and to be perfectly honest, we haven't even gotten to the point yet where this game is kind of in the crosshairs. There's still Saturday NFL, Sunday NFL, and then we'll have the Monday night. So I, I think the intensity on Alabama could you know continue throughout the weekend, you know, even though we've already seen, what was it, 18, 20 to 1 uh, of the money come in so far um, on the Crimson Tide. Now, when you look at this game in a nutshell, obviously we just watched it a month ago and it wasn't close. And that game was interesting. I thought it was Bill O'Brien's maybe best game as a coach, period, end of story, uh, in the booth, calling what was a very, very smart and, and savvy game plan, pushing the ball down the field, taking advantage of Alabama's weapons on the outside. I don't think Bryce Young is going to play that well and that efficiently again. I think that's a lot to ask because it was maybe the best game of his career, perhaps other than that, you know, fourth quarter against Auburn. So I think it's asking a lot for Bryce Young to play at that level again. On the offensive side for Georgia, Stetson Bennett maybe played his best game of his career against Michigan, chucking chucking it all over the field and looking really good. Um, I, I think getting pressure on Stetson Bennett is going to be key because his passer rating dips more than 70 points for facing pressure this year. He was pretty good in that game against Alabama first time around, even though they were behind. It was a lot of garbage time. And I think the Alabama injuries in the secondary is really what it tilts this in, in Georgia's favor. Josh Job out with turf toe. We'll, we'll see about Jalen Armour Davis, their second stringer with the hip injury. Could be a third stringer. And then a Juco transfer uh, as the starting corners for Alabama. I think that gives Georgian edge, and I think obviously the loss of John Mechie makes Alabama's offense slightly easier to defend. It, it's still Nick Saban. It's still the better quarterback, and you're still catching points. It just seems too easy, right? So I, I think I've got to fade the public here and, and, and go with the Georgia side and, and just hope that they can scheme up a better defensive plan against Bryce Young and Stetson Bennett does just enough. And, and I think the market's telling you Georgia's the right side, but again, they've got to go out and, and play the game. But to me, uh, it really is the secondary for Alabama, a little banged up, and, and, and that wide receiver core. The, the skill positions on the outside, maybe Georgia has a little bit more of an edge this time because of personnel. Yeah, I mean, Sean, you look at you know the offensive line, we talked about it. What, what really impressed me, and we, we talked so much about the front seven of Georgia, and we know, as you pointed out, and I think you're right on this assessment, that Georgia's weakness is their secondary. But what they did against Michigan, I thought was, and in hindsight, I mean, I, I bet Georgia, I should have bet them harder uh, against Michigan. Uh, it was a terrible matchup for Michigan, but they just, I mean, that's the Joe Moore award-winning offensive line, and they didn't do anything against that front seven. And then offensively, on the offensive line, did we even hear Ajabu or Hutchinson's name called? I mean, those are two, that's maybe the number one overall pick and a top 15 pick, and they did nothing in that game against Georgia a week ago. So, you know, I think the 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 battle of the lines, I think, favors Georgia a decent amount. Well, I still think when you look at this game, and I heard everything Jared said, and again, the odds maker isn't dumb. I mean, there's a reason that these sports books are nice and beautiful, and they got all these TVs. They didn't get here yesterday, so the line does make you pause. But at the same time, Jared also said he hopes that Alabama, I mean that Georgia, can come up with a better scheme. 
to defend Alabama. So I don't know. I, I tried I tried to look at this game a couple different ways, Jared. I, I ultimately came to this conclusion. I'm more comfortable taking Bama and Georgia winning than I am taking Georgia and Bama winning, if that makes any sense. And that's fair. It, it is, because I think when you look at the market, the market is making you make that decision. That's what the makers are doing in this spot. They are making you go against the grain by taking Georgia and laying points, because no one in their right mind, you know, from a logical standpoint, it, that watched that game four weeks ago would lay points again with Georgia. And, and I think that is why, those, as you said, those sports books are so bright and shiny in the casinos. Uh, they don't lose a whole lot most, most months and most years. Um, I agree. The, the, the Georgia secondary has to play better. Um, I don't think Alabama is going to be able to do what they did against Cincinnati, which is basically just line up and play bully ball. There is going to have to be some kind of dynamic offensive game plan like there was in the first game. Bill O'Brien kept it very simple, and, and I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't think Alabama played very well in that game. I thought they played average, and Cincinnati just was completely overmatched. So it, Saban is Saban, and I'm sure he'll draw something up. Uh, he was wearing that cool Indiana Jones jacket tonight. I saw them tweeting out all over the place. <laughs> wow, look, he was going to the racetrack to go bet on the number seven horse in the trifecta. But I, I think when you look at this game, you know, big picture, it's really, really hard for me to lay points with Georgia. But that's, that's what the market's telling me to do. And, and, you know, Tim, we talk about the contrarian nature that we have. And I think, you know, in, in one-off scenarios, Alabama could go out there and beat them by 20 again. But, you know, I'm going to continue to follow the strategy and, you know, go with the horse that got you there. And, and this is the strategy we've, we've done all year, which is when the market's telling you to, 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 to zig, you know, you've got to go with it, even though it's sometimes got to hold your nose. It's a little stinky. I, I have a homework yeah. assignment for both of you because we still have a little time before the game. I want you guys to go rewatch Georgia on defense, the fourth quarter of the Michigan game, when they put J.J. McCarthy in at quarterback. And when they were out, up by 30? I, I know, just no, but I, it's, it's a little nuanced. <laughs> it's a little nuanced part of it that I want you to watch. Watch how much Georgia's DB struggled defending a deep ball. And, I also, and, oh, all right. And that's, well, the, that's well, the one part well, of this that kind of scares me with taking Georgia is I know that they're susceptible to giving up the big play. And I know that Bryce Young and that crew know that. Well, while, while you, while I do that, why don't you watch the first three quarters of that game and see how a team that rushed for over a hundred yards against everyone this year, including Wisconsin was held under a hundred yards rushing. Well, yeah. And it was the perfect game flow for Kirby and, and Bulldog nation. I mean, they jumped up to a lead. So immediately you get Michigan on the defensive you know, so and they, and they never could kind of get back in it. And, and you know, Georgia is a front-running type of team. You know, I think we saw that all year. You know, if Georgia gets the lead, I mean, that's where they excel. You know, where those guys up front can really, you know, get penetration and get up the field and wreak havoc. And you know, Dean is seventeen, is running through a gaps. You know, the thing that Bama did the first time that I thought was great was they threw a lot of screens. They threw some quick stuff. They got the ball in Bryce's hand. Yeah, well, Mechie's there, but Ja'Cory, I'm telling you, Ja'Cory's pretty good. I understand, but Mechie, I mean, that's where I think Mechie being lost, he had six catches for 97 yards in the first half, and he's gone. Bama was unstoppable in the first half of that game. Um, That was the best half from Bama all year. And 
we've watched Bama a lot this year, and we've watched them struggle at times to move the ball down the field. You know, it, it, it's been it, – it's had – they've had some times where they've struggled. Not a lot, but they've had some moments where they they didn't struggle in that game. Georgia needs to execute better. They need to do better on third down. Bama's the best third down team in the country. Georgia's usually pretty good, 32nd in their third down conversion rates a lot this year. Execution on third downs is key. And, you know, that that's really what it comes to. These are two very evenly matched teams. And I think what we're hearing from the odds makers, this line's going to close right around where it is now, two and a half. It's about who executes and who makes those big plays. And it's tough to beat a team twice. I'm, Tim, I know you went over that trend earlier in the week. And, and I think the market just to me, uh, I'm not going to go crazy here, but I, I think the market's telling me Jordan's going to win this game. Yeah, it's going to be a fun game. I'm excited for it. Uh, and that's the beauty of sports gambling, differing opinions. Uh, Sean's on one side, we're on the other. One of us is going to be happy this on Monday true. night, and one of us <laughs> will be sad. Jared, always a pleasure, man. Have a great weekend. All right, Smeezy. Hey, enjoy, gentlemen. There he is, Jared Smith from PicksWise. It's the nightcap here on Beast. This is the nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vsin.com slash podcast. Get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander. Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. We've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They are all free. Available now. vsin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Uh During the break, Sean, I was uh, watching the end of this Lakers game uh, as the Lakers hosting the Hawks tonight. Do you know where you sit right now there at the Circus Sportsbook? The Atlanta Hawks actually went off as a one-point favorite against yeah, the Lakers. I saw that. It scared me off it because uh, when I looked earlier in the day, I want to say the Lakers were like three, four-point favorites in this game. And then when I got here tonight, it had shifted all the way to the Hawks. So I just presumed that someone wasn't playing. But as I watched it, LeBron, Westbrook, Melo, like all of those guys were there. And Malik Monk is playing really well right now. He is. Um, that was, uh, you know, this offseason was people were making their jokes, and I was one of them. You know, the Russell Westbrook acquisition, and then you're just adding in kind of old veterans, whether it be Ariza or Carmelo or bringing back Dwight Howard. Uh, but they were able to get Malik Monk uh, at a, you know, the veterans minimum. And uh, he had 29 tonight, uh, seven threes. A couple deep and ones, he's, too. he's starting now for them. LeBron, I think I saw this stat last nine games. He's averaging like 33 points a game. He had 32 tonight. Lakers win 134 to 118. So Lakers... Uh, you know, look, the Hawks are, are a disappointment so far this year. I'm not saying the Lakers are, you know, riding the ship just yet, but they're playing better basketball, and uh, we'll see. Uh, certainly, uh, it starts with number six, and 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 they follow. Um, you know, uh, the Brow still dealing with uh, with his injuries there, Anthony Davis. So he was not in the lineup tonight. But the Lakers do win. Final game of the evening there uh, in the NBA. Lakers win 134 to 118. You know, Sean, we haven't done this, I feel like, in a couple weeks. 
Final week of uh, the Circa Millions, and you were talking with uh, with Derek and the crew, you know, earlier in the show. Uh, <laughs> there are some ridiculous records uh, in Circa Millions, and uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna bring it home, man, with uh, you know, four thousand entries, it's it's gonna be challenging. So uh, I think the you top need four to have... guys. Have to, it's just two people with two entries, right? In the in the millions. It's what it sounded like. Or, yeah, you know, I think I think three. the top four are it's it's two guys that have two entries each. That's I mean, not bad, uh, not bad, especially when it's what a four million dollar guaranteed payday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be you know split out, you know spread out uh, over the top couple of teams. But uh, we got to make our picks for the circa millions, um, and the circa million came out later. You know earlier in the week. Philadelphia was catching seven, and that is now down to three and a half at Circa. Uh, for the contest, it's at four and a half. So maybe intriguing there, a little bit of line value on uh, on Philadelphia as a home dog. Both teams dealing with COVID issues. Uh, Micah Parsons will be out. Tyron Smith will be out for Dallas. Philadelphia's got uh, a couple guys out as well. Uh, the Chiefs in the contest are minus 10. Tomorrow afternoon against the Broncos, that number in the market is about ten and a half. You get to uh, Green Bay laying three and a half in the contest. That's what market says right now. Uh, the Bears catching five and a half at Minnesota. Uh, that is the same as it is in the market. Six for New England on the road at Miami. Then you've got Indianapolis laying sixteen in the contest against the Jaguars, which has actually moved a little bit, uh, not through a key number, but still uh, hanging around. The Jets getting 16 against the Bills. It's a lot of big numbers there. Panthers getting eight at Tampa Bay. That number actually at Circa just ticked up to eight and a half uh, in the current market. Titans laying 10 against the Houston Texans. I know that's a game that intrigues you a little bit, Sean. Washington laying seven at the Giants. Saints minus four and a half at the Falcons. I think that'll be, can we just go ahead and write that one in, Sean? I'm with you on that. I, I like, I like Atlanta. I agree. I, I like them to win Atlanta outright. Plus four and a half. We're yeah. getting a point of value too. Cause that's sitting at three and a half market wide right now. Get a key number in four. So uh, let's, let's go ahead and, uh, and, and write down Atlanta plus the four and a half as one. Okay. All right. Right. Uh, I'll keep running through them. We got Steelers minus six, or sorry, Steelers getting six. I beg your pardon. That number's down to three and a half. So you're getting two and a half points of value there with the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens. With uh, it'll be Tyler Huntley starting at quarterback. Bengals laying six and a half, or sorry, getting six and a half at the Browns. No Joe Burrow. Seattle getting six and a half at Arizona. Uh, some value there in that number as it is down to five and a half. Then we've got 49ers plus four at the Rams and Chargers and Raiders sitting at three. So we've got one locked in, Sean. Atlanta plus the four and a half. Got to get four more. Right. Uh, what are some of the ones jumping out at you? Uh, I do think I like Rams minus the four. I just think that defensive front is going to give Trey Lance major issues and if it's Garoppolo I don't think it's a healthy Garoppolo so you know I think I'm willing to actually lay the points with the Rams there what do you think well 
On my bankroll, I've got the 49ers. I like the 49ers uh, in this spot. I think they could win outright. Uh, Shanahan has had a lot of success against McVay, so I will uh, I will say let's pass okay. on that one. All right. Um, I think you're getting a good number in the Patriots game. I don't think they believe in Tua. I think Tua's performance at Tennessee kind of solidified the fact that Miami is going to be in the market for a quarterback. Uh, I think road chalk, huh? Yeah. Lay six. All right. What about, um, you know, a couple games. So we've got Atlanta locked in. Um, You know, we're getting two and a half points. I don't necessarily like Pittsburgh all that much in this spot coming off that emotional game, but we're getting two and a half points to work with. Do you like Pittsburgh plus the six at Baltimore with Tyler Huntley starting? Yeah, and I don't necessarily think Tyler Huntley's a uh, a negative for the Ravens. I mean, he's not Lamar Jackson, no, but he's been so. good. But I, I like the Steelers because we're getting great line value here with the six. I think that's down to, what, three? Three and a half, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think Najee Harris is still playing hard. I know Deontay Johnson was, was ruled out, I think, due to COVID. But again, even though that was Ben's last game at Heinzfield, this is probably Ben's last game as a Steeler. So I'm sure he'll want to go out, you know, at least with a good performance. And you performance. got a rivalry right. game. Yeah, and it's not like Baltimore's been rolling on offense. So I can see even Pittsburgh, even if they can't win it, I can see them keeping it close. So I'm with you on this one. All right, so we got two. We got two dogs. Um, I Dallas love the Bears, man. I'm just saying I like the Bears. Yeah. Look, you like the Bears. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's one of I your like plays. The They're playing hard. I like the Lions. With Andy Dalton, you nope. like the Bears. I like the Lions. They're playing hard. I actually, I, I, I'll take the Lions at three and a half. Yeah. I, I just don't know. You know, Matt Lafleur said they're going to play their starters, but I mean, it, one here this is really interesting, Sean. If you go to, uh, so the full game is is three and a half. It's actually juiced. Minus 115 at Circa in favor of Detroit. So it's min- uh, plus three and a half, minus 115. The first half line is three and a half. So, you know, the folks at Circa, Metcalf and company, they're saying, we think this is like a preseason game. You know, Green Bay is going to come out for their starters first half and then let their foot off the gas. I-, I am with you. I would take the points with Detroit. What do you think about uh, Washington laying the seven? Mm. Yeah, I don't, I'm not pushing you towards it. I'm just asking. I would consider it. What about you? You mentioned it. What about Seattle plus six and a half? I like that. So we're going all dogs. I just, I just, I know it went up to seven, seven and a half some places. So I wasn't sure if you were gonna want to roll with the the lower. No, number. I mean it's it's down at five and a half here at Circa. Five and a half at Westgate. I mean, it's on the it's on the move down. I, I like Seattle plus six and a half. I do too. All right, we went. So we five. have the Falcons, Steelers, Bears, Lions, Seattle. We have all dogs. All dogs. Woof, woof. What was that? What was what was like a Chihuahua? House pet. It was a house pet? Yeah, house pet. Get, get my dog. The in big here. dog. No, big no dog problem. been scaring people. So we had. Got to calm it down bit. a little bit. Yep. All right. Our uh, Circa Million selections, Atlanta plus four and a half, Pittsburgh plus six, Chicago plus five and a half, Detroit plus three and a half, Seattle plus six and a half. 
dogs will be barking. Yes, Week they will. 18. We'll wrap things up next right here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all new Big Game Big Dan special provides VSIN plus all access to everything we do from now to April 5th for only 69 bucks. Sign up now and you'll get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming Big Game and College Hoops betting guides. You'll, plus, you'll get full access to VSIN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. One of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on our best deal of the year. Head over to vsin.com slash big deal. It is the nightcap here on vsin, and I love our viewers. Uh, they always uh, they always let us know. They have fun with us, and uh, one uh, viewer each and every night goes by the uh, the Twitter handle, umdterps08. Uh, Testudo there, and let us know that the folks at BetMGM, Sean, have Marvin Jones yeah. only juiced at minus one fifty-five for over three and a half receptions. Remember, we talked about this earlier. We we're talking to Jared. Marvin Jones due to make five hundred thousand dollars if he has four receptions on the year that would get him to 70 or sorry four receptions in the game that would get him to 70 for the year and uh, you have to imagine if you're so Sean take us put us in the uh, the mind of Trevor Lawrence right this year's been awful your head coach has been fired you've got a dude out there who can make 500k hell he can make a million if you give him 14 catches <laughs> uh, but if you're Trevor Lawrence, and I, I don't know, I, I imagine he seems like a nice enough guy. I don't, I don't know how he's received down there, but that should be like number one on your mind, right? Going into that game, you know, your season's a wash. It's over after today. Let's go get one of my wide receivers who will be back next year, half a million dollars. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, if I was his quarterback coach, or if I'm the OC, I'm going to mention it to him. 
You know, you, you should go over to Marvin and say, listen, I know where you're at contractually. You know, I'm going to make sure that we get that done. So uh, be expecting the ball early and often. You know, because you want to become the leader and the face of the organization, but also you want the guys to know that you're aware of everything. You're not just in this bubble and you're not isolated and it's not just all about Trevor, 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 Trevor. It's okay. I understand that we're all in this together and you guys are attempting to accomplish individual feats and, you know, incentives as well. And so just little things like that will go a long way towards, you know, making those guys really be willing to go to battle with him no matter what. And it's a little easy thing to do. It's only four catches, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's not some ridiculous number. You know, and, and a lot of it is the OC, too. You know, make sure that Marvin's involved early. You know, I found in these situations, you get half of them out of the way early, it's much easier than, you know, if, well, just just run the offense. And if the ball takes you to Marvin, then cool, no. <laughs> then, you know, then you get in the late third quarter and he's only got one, you know. And, you know, Antonio Brown's already showed everyone how to handle, you know, okay, when you're close to an incentive and you don't get it. So I don't want to see Marvin, you know, leave his shoulder pads on the sideline and, and do the end zone, I'm out of here strut. I mean, that would put a bow on Jacksonville's season, but wouldn't be the best thing for Marvin. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if this happens in the first half. Just just get it done. Yeah. You know, we got nothing to play for. Let's let's get our guy some cash, and maybe we make a run at 14 catches for a million dollars, and you take us all out for a little uh, for a little extra little extra money. Um, Sean, let's uh, let's let's kind of wrap things up. We'll hit up. Uh, uh, I'll pull up the uh, the prop plays for the national championship. But uh, let's let's rehash our bankroll plays. I'll start with you. Mine's a thing uh, of beauty. And, <laughs> yeah, you say that every week. No, listen, and yet listen. You've got a negative by your number down there. If, if mine hits, you're actually turning one thousand dollars into basic. Well, not basically. Yeah, basically five grand. If mine hits, that that's what it comes down to. I think if yours hits, you turn one thousand into like one thousand and fifty. So the juice is loose with Sean's bankroll to end the National Football League regular season and put a bow on the college football season. So we're going five hundred on Bama money line. Saban and Bryce Young get it done. We're going three hundred on Montana State. Hey man, touchdown, Tommy Mulat. I like the fact that the Montana State staff, first of all, did the right thing. If you have a better quarterback on your roster, you're not obligated to stick with the guy that's playing if he's not as good. And you think the younger guy gives you a better chance to win, and he's proven them right. And I think this culminates with actually winning it all. And lastly, uh, I'm going to get a little funky with my NFL play. I think this is going to be – uh, Sunday that's going to revolve around the second half of these games. So I'm going to take the Lions money line because I think Aaron Rodgers doesn't play past halftime. I'm going to take the Falcons money line just because I'm always bet against Taysom Hill on the road. And I'm going to take the Bears money line because I think they're still playing hard. And I think they think if they win, Matt Nagy will be their head coach next year. And I think a lot of those guys want that. Not so sure that's the same on the other sideline with Mike Zimmer. So I'm going to three-team all underdog money line parlay, two hundred to bring back thirty nine ten. Get some. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's it's also a nice donation of two hundred dollars to the uh, maybe to the maybe Mythical not sports. Program. I think we have all three of those games on our uh, circle millions picks. I just took that the is money true. Line. We, yeah. Um, 
Well, we, we've talked about it quite a bit. Uh, it'll be a fun show on Monday. Uh, we are on opposite sides, which makes it beautiful. Uh, sometimes going against each other is a good thing. So I'm on Georgia. Uh, played it at minus 125. That is out there, available. A very cheap money line, despite it being a two-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, thank you, Mattress Mac, for bringing that down for us. Uh, that is available at Caesars. So uh, Georgia money line, 570 to bring back 456. Then a couple other smaller plays. Uh, I'm with you. I'll take the points with uh, touchdown Tommy Malott. By the way, check that game out tomorrow, noon Eastern. Our uh, our colleague, uh, sideline reporter extraordinaire Stormy Bonatoni will be part of that broadcast team down there in Frisco, Texas. So let's get it done. Montana State, the Bobcats on Sunday. I know you don't like this play. I do like the 49ers plus four and a half uh, against the Rams. Kyle Shanahan's success against Sean McVay. And then I'm going with the hometown team a little bit. Uh, the Raiders on the money line, 100 to bring back 140. So there you go. My bankroll plays you know this week. All right, so, You know what's interesting? What's and it's so, it's actually really good, I think, for the nightcap. But our temperament when it comes to wagering is so different. Like if every one of your wagers hits, you pick up about 900 bucks. If every one of my wagers yeah. hits, you pick up about five grand. <laughs> I mean, hey, the, uh, some some guys that I know do this for a living have always said, hey, a win is a win. The small wins add up. It's the only way long term to be successful. I get it. But I, I, attack the day. That's what my dad used to say. Attack the day. Go I get it. I, I like I like to look at the bankroll plays, even though it is not real money. Uh, I like to look at the bankroll plays. These are plays that I've actually made. I've I've gone heavily in on Georgia. That is the play that I've made, minus 125. That's the play I wrote up for VEASAN.com. Uh, I do like Montana State, but I'm not going crazy, uh, personally. I played, the, I played the 49ers, and uh, the Raiders was kind of a throw-in. I don't know if I'm going to bet that one. Uh, just yet, but Sean, I do want to bring your attention to a couple prop bets. Uh, one that I actually like over at DraftKings for the national championship. I, I think George Pickens with a banged up secondary. I think the game plan is going to get him involved. He's a playmaker. Uh, his over under is only 30 and a half receiving yards. I think he's going to be fully healthy. Hasn't been involved in game plans a ton just yet. I think he's that X factor that they really need to step up. He has. Uh, you know, elite athletic ability, uh, unlike some others. You know, I know a lot of people look at Brock Bowers, uh, rightfully so. He's been so good for for Georgia. I think George Pickens has a good day, and I think 30 and a half is a is a pretty manageable number for him to get over. Hell, he could get over that on one reception. Yeah, I, I said this the other day. I think the one that jumps out to me is Bowers' four and a half receptions. Probably. I just mm. think he definitely catches five or more balls. I think they're going to force feed him. I think they think that's a huge matchup for them, you know, in Georgia's favor. So I could definitely see him ending the game with seven, eight catches. Yeah, and uh, I'd be curious to see what Brian Robinson's able to do. Held under, you know, 60 yards in the in the first game. Um, you know, this D-line is going to be fired up, ready to go. Uh, Brian Robinson was amazing uh, against Cincinnati. I would, I would look under 64 and a half rushing yards. I'm on Georgia. Uh, lean towards the under if they win this game. I'll say they win it 24-19 on Monday. What's your final score, Sean? I'm going Bama 41, Georgia 20. 
Govama Roll Tide. All right, we'll see what happens on Monday. Hoops Peterson up next right here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.